Hey friends and welcome to the Talk Podcast. We believe that all change starts with a conversation. A talk that sparks an idea, convicts, or creates a movement. The Talk seeks to foster real, relatable, and relevant conversations that not only challenge, but engage, equip, and empower its listeners to be agents of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things and it all starts with a talk. Welcome to the table, friends. friends and welcome sorry i was i was almost in mid laugh um welcome to another episode of the talk a joy of it podcast i feel like it's been a while since we recorded but we're back at it and as you all know if you've listened to us before we are all about having real relatable and relevant conversations not only that challenge us but um, engage and equip and empower you all who are listening to be agents of change all opinions are welcome here and so today joining me is my friend joy haley yay she's in the room i am here (laughs) she is here i love joy haley so much before we started recording we were just chatting and laughing and talking and she always brings a smile to my face and so i'm glad to have a conversation with my friend today she's just so beautiful she's just a great person she's just a great person and maybe i'll just gush about her all episode and won't even let her say anything and you guys will be like oh my gosh just stop talking about her and let her say something anyway joy welcome thank you i'm glad to be here oh see she's just so wonderful (laughs) and today we're going to talk about she recently wrote a blog for joy of it and you can find that blog on www.joyofit.org called grieving and waiting and we are going to it was wonderful and we're going to talk a little bit about what inspired her to write that and some of uh, what she talked about in that but before we talk about that joy Mm -hmm. For those people who are listening and maybe they've never heard of you, they don't know who you are, mm-hmm. like, tell us a little bit about mm. yourself. First, though, first, okay. share with us it's one funny memory that's happened to you this summer. Mm. One funny memory. Yeah. We did go to Florida. Oh, what part? In June, Orlando. We're hot. And it was not okay. <laughs> it was, it was so hot. How hot was it? Two hundred degrees. <laughs> it was so, it was just so hot. And <laughs> and that's really the gist of it. Like we I'm walk in, outside, yeah. and we're out were there sweating. for like a minute. Yeah, we're sweating, and it's like burning hot. Yeah. I, I know I know what that feels like. 
It was awful. Yeah. It makes you grateful for like the Portland heat. Yes. And mm-hmm. then when we start to complain about the Portland heat, we can remind ourselves that it does not feel <laughs> right. like this. It will never feel. It will never feel. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully nuts. not. Yeah. Why were you in Florida? We decided to do a family trip to take the kids to Disney World <gasps> for the first time. Ooh. And it was good. It was good. Forced family fun. Um, it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. It's necessary. But, oh my gosh, just the whole... The whole time it was just hot. Like, and even it, when it would rain. Mm, it would get hotter. It would, yeah. It would like cool you down for a little bit. And then your feet are just wet. And so it, but it's fine. And then so it cools you down. But as soon as that rain goes away, it's just hot. It's just hot. It just dries like that. Yeah. She so. made you want to go to Florida, didn't she? <laughs> Everyone who is listening, if you're from Florida, we do love your state. We love it. It is hot there. It's hot. It's a different kind of heat. Yeah. A different kind of heat. Yes. Uh, for real. Yes. We're not, we're not used to all that sweating. It is not for the faint. It's not for the faint of heart. No. So what did you, um, what was your favorite food that you had at Disney World? Mm. And did you ride anything that you were like, okay, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, we just loved Epcot in general. Like we love being able to go from Japan to China to France. All in Florida. All in <laughs> All in Florida. Just right there. Amazing. Just they're all it's crazy. Together. So so um I love like yeah, I, I, we really love France because you know, you have all the pastries and yeah. my daughter loves croissants. So so we did that, but then I think my favorite ride was the Ratatouille ride. What else did I like? Splash Mountain, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you got to get wet on Splash yes, Mountain, which exactly. helps with the heat. Which helps with the heat. Which is why you loved it. Which is why I loved it. Yeah, yes. 100%. Yes. It like you had an amazing time. Yeah, it was a good I've time. only been to Disney World one time. I've never been to Disneyland. Oh. I know. You and I should probably go to Disneyland. Yes. That would be you have fun. These giant turkey legs. They do. You just, you just, you just hold it. See the thing, <laughs> the thing, the thing about podcasting. For you those of you it. who were listening, she actually showed me how to eat the turkey leg, which I really enjoyed. I, I really gave enjoyed. A demonstration <laughs> of a- <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed. And there's a little ASMR in there for you all yes, who you are or who who enjoy that thing uh, with with the sounds. This is an oh, amazing. God. This is an amazing this is episode. A phenomenal start. Oh my God. Um, we do need to go to Disneyland. I think that yeah. would be really fun. I I've think never be been. So I want to make that a reality. Yes. Let's Even see. if I don't do anything there, but just eat and walk. I don't necessarily need to ride anything. No. I just need to eat and get my steps in. (laughs) Yes. And see some stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's important. (laughs) Okay. We're going to schedule that. We'll let you guys know. We'll do a podcast after we return from Disneyland. Um, Or maybe we'll podcast while we're in In Disneyland. Disneyland. And you guys can laugh yourselves silly. Perfect. Okay, knowing that, now let's dive into more about what you do, who you mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. your family. Just introduce yourself however you want yeah. to the folks listening. I do many things. I wear mm-hmm. many hats, mm-hmm. um, but I am married 
I've been married for almost 16 years. No way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In September, September 9th. Um, so, so there's that. Um, and then I have, um, we have two kids, a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, boy and a girl. So they take up, you know, a lot of time. Good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. Yeah. You got to um, raise the kids. Yes, got to raise the kids. Uh, but they're wonderful. And then I work at Rolling Hills Community Church as a worship arts associate pastor there. And I also do ministry, like worship mm-hmm. stuff elsewhere, conferences, Bible studies, pretty much it. Everywhere. Everywhere. And you do have your own EP album? I do, yes. I have an EP out and then a couple singles, um, some that I've done with some like other people and then solo things too. Yeah. Where can we find that music if if we're interested? Yes, you can find that on iTunes uh, slash Apple Music or Spotify. Also Amazon Music, YouTube. Uh, there's some others, Pandora. There's, All the things. There's another one. Mm. So go look it up yes. and listen. Yes, go yes. listen. Yes. Thank you. That's amazing. In advance. <laughs> thank, thank you in advance. Thank yes. you in advance. I, I thank you too. It, <laughs> It will be amazing. It will be amazing. Yeah. So, and how, how long have you been at Rolling Hills? We've been attending for about 12 years, and then I've been on staff about six. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, you have lots of pastoral experience. Mm-hmm. You have lots of life experience. And I, that's one of the reasons. I mean, one of your experience you capture very well in in this blog mm-hmm. and so as grooving and waiting you talk about your experience with miscarrying a mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. and not a light topic Mm-mm. not, not a light all. topic right but one that many 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 women mm-hmm. um, many families have gone through and um i was wondering how did what made you want to write about Mm -hmm. this topic and share your experience yeah i i don't know i didn't really want to write about this topic (laughs) of course yeah (laughs) um but i feel like this topic is one that comes up very randomly if people Mm. ask specifically like oh did you make a choice to have your kids four years apart and you know, and no, it's not by choice. You know, it's because it's because I miscarried in between the two kids. So it, it'll come up in kind of just conversations like that, or or if some or if I'm sympathizing with someone sharing my yeah. story. So yeah. it's definitely definitely not on a public level that I usually share it. Yeah. Um, and even mm-hmm. while while writing yeah. it, I'm like cry. I was That's crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is. I don't know if I can submit this. Yeah. I wrote it out, processed all my feelings, and I still even even now, like even you know, like I described in the yeah. in the blog, like if I'm driving by myself in silence, I'll st- like sometimes emotions You'll will just it. completely yeah. overwhelm me, and I'll just start um, yeah. and, and not necessarily weeping, but tearing up, you know, definitely by the loss. So yeah, 
but yeah, but so for some reason, I just felt compelled to, to share it, um, on a more public, public yeah. level. Well, thank you for doing so. I, I definitely feel like that it is one of those things where we don't talk about it mm-hmm. a lot, particularly mm-hmm. in, in the church or either the way we talk about it kind of minimizes the fact that mm-hmm. a miscarriage is still a lost child, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a loss, a lost life. And the parents, the woman and the man mm-hmm. both feel that, of course, to different degrees um, right. because it's like it's a physical thing. Right, right. A woman, you know, it's happening to your body and there's thoughts and emotions that go through that. And you talk about some of that Mm -hmm. in your blog. But so it's it's one of those things that I feel like, which is why I so appreciate you Mm. writing the blog and even talking about it now, because it is one of those things where I think the more we talk about it, the more people who have gone through it. And there's many, many women who have gone through it. Yeah feel like okay i can talk about that too yeah so thank you so much of course for for sharing why you wrote it and i wanted to say, you said something like <clears throat> and i know people don't don't mean to ask hurtful questions i mean we deal with this totally on so many different levels yes you know when people ask questions and then it you know it's like oh, put it that way and it <laughs> made me feel away like <laughs> totally did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like, is that, you know, so, yeah. so that question <clears throat> when someone, when, when people ask, not even just someone, when people mm-hmm. ask, like, why did you choose to have your kids four years apart mm-hmm. in that moment? Was that, was that like a, a hurtful question? Did, did it mm. trigger mm. things in you? Yeah, I would say it's definitely more triggering knowing that I don't just want to give a, oh, because we chose to, you know, because we didn't, right? you know, that wasn't a choice. And so, yeah, I I definitely feel triggered in that, like, okay, now I'm going to have to, like, share. Tell the story. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell a story. Yeah. 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 So so not so much hurtful. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. You know. And even if, and even if someone had chosen. Right have their kids yes four years apart right hey that's okay that's okay too <laughs> totally yes you that can, is the other thing it's like yeah people can choose to have them 10 years apart if whenever, they want to whenever they want you know? to have their kids <laughs> totally yeah i know that's the beauty of it yeah 10 more less i mean some yeah. women that i know have like just have kids Back to back on purpose, yeah. you know, it's just one after the other yeah. and they just want to be done. So I respect that too. As, yeah. a, as a single person who has no kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can't, whatever you, you choose, mm-hmm. you know, between you and, and your spouse or your partner for that matter, it's like, okay, that's, that's your choice that mm-hmm. you've talked about, but there are certain circumstances that also come into play there are that matter that affect mm-hmm. span of time whether it's easy to conceive hard to conceive i mean mm-hmm. so much of it which i think your your blog highlights too is is out of your control i mean you don't mm. at that point you don't have any control over your body or right. how it responds or when 
right. when you can get pregnant. You can do all the right things. Right. And it's still one of those things that's like, oh, I can't, I can't control right. this. Right. Um, Completely. Yeah. yeah. So how, like in, in the process of, did you ever go through a period where, you know, you had, you had your miscarriage were there and feel free mm-hmm. not to answer anything that I ask you because here's what I do to people I send them questions and then yes. I and then I never ask them the questions no, I that, love this. that that this I send the them I'm 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 so dishonest in that way I don't intend to be but it happens, it happens. um you but you have the freedom not to answer anything okay. that that I ask you but one of those things is like did you and I think maybe you mentioned this did you start to at some point like doubt your body or your mm. your ability to even have a child and how did you and maybe you didn't experience any fear but mm-hmm. how did you overcome kind of the fear to even try again right yeah no that's a really good question because i debated not trying again yeah. because i didn't want to go through the same pain and i felt that I don't think I can do this again. I don't think that I can go through the same grief yeah. again or, or, or would it be worse? Or, you know, there were just so many yeah. unknowns. And so I think, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, yeah. of course I talked to my doctor and I said, you know, like, is it okay to try again? Is there something wrong with me? She's like, no, I mean, you can still try again. We don't really know why this happens. Often, you know, sometimes there's, for some women, of course, everybody's different. Um, Some women cannot have because of certain reasons. And so, but I didn't have really a specific reason why I miscarried, or at least that was known to me. So, so yeah, I, I, I really honestly don't know how I overcame it, but just having faith, I guess, in like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to try this again and like hope and pray that this next one's healthy. Yeah. But even while I was pregnant, it was like, how much do I share with others? Yeah. Am yeah. I, I, so I was always, almost always mentally prepared to miscarry. For the loss. Yeah. Right. With, with Ayla. And then she came and she's healthy and beautiful, but, but mm-hmm. I did have that in the back of my mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe more so in the front of my mind yeah. than in, in the back when I was carrying her. It's yeah. such a, it's, so much to carry yeah um and, and it makes me think too like you've even in church world for mm. for a while and i i often think and now, and i'm a, a pastor at a church and i'm often thinking through particularly now like there's a lot of people are going through hard things mm-hmm. uh, people have been mm-hmm. going through hard things um but i think the nature of our world right now kind of um exacerbates the hard mm-hmm. things because mm-hmm. everything feels hard. Um, and and so I've just been thinking about how the church can create safer spaces for people to talk about things, but particularly talking about the grief of losing a child. Mm-hmm. How do you think the church can help men and women, families navigate that? Because it's very yeah. unique. Yeah, it is very unique. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we, I I know many churches have a grief release class that Mm -hmm. helps with all stages of grief, of course, Mm -hmm. which I know can be very helpful, 
But even in conversation with people, being mindful of what we say in Uh, response, because even I'm guilty of um, maybe saying more cliche things. Um, And so like, I mean, of course, sorry for your loss. Sympathize is great. But then maybe not needing to say like they're in a better place or Mm. having gained another angel. Like, like, okay, well let's just bring it back to like, this person is like really devastated, like in their grief and sorrow and, and very well-meaning people can say things that may be actually hurtful. And again, I'm totally guilty of it too. And so I think that we can really be mindful of just like mourning with people who are mourning. And Mm. so letting them talk, letting them grief and us just sitting in silence with them and not be so quick to like almost fix it for them. You know, like we don't need to fix it. Yeah. Um, But we can definitely be there with them next to them, praying for them and even asking them like, how can I pray for you? And sometimes they might not even know. um, And that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I think, I think there's something in scripture that says something what? about, I know, what is it? Weeping yes. with those who weep. We mourn with those yeah. who mourn. Be happy with those yeah. who are happy. And we, yes. we, ha- we do have a hard time doing that, mm-hmm. particularly particularly when it comes to, to grief. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not easy to do. It's yeah. not as easy to sit with someone in their pain. No. Um, and watch that and feel helpless. Right. Yes, I I completely agree. And I'm yeah. such a person who likes to to fix and find some sort of like you know resolution for things. Yeah. And there is no resolution for grief really. Nope. And and even though there's there's stages, they can happen at any given time in any given moment for no good reason yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and sometimes happen over. Like I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you saying what you said earlier about you know sometimes you'll be in the this was years ago, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you'll be in the car and right. and it will hit you again. Mm-hmm. And I know that's true for people who have experienced the loss of a loved one including Mm -hmm. the loss of of a child where something will take you there yeah and grief isn't one of those things where it's like okay i took a year grieve the loss the loss is over right and i'm never going to feel any type of sadness for it again and sometimes in our brain i think we think like that we do yeah like nope i've done it and it's over that's it I've, i've moved on right not that god can't do that Absolutely. But most of the time, that's not how grief works mm-hmm. because as life progresses, has been my experience, as life progresses and moments happen in your life, mm-hmm. there are moments where you wonder like, oh, I wish mm-hmm. and such was mm-hmm. here. I wonder what would have happened. You know, and so you you have those moments, and there's it's not bad moments, right? It's just moments of grieving a reality, yes, of what never was. Yes, um, that's such a good way of putting it. So yeah, I, I I love that that you're encouraging us to be present with mm-hmm. people in their grief. Yeah. Um, it's really important, and and as a worship leader, I mean, my goodness. We could probably talk about this mm. like for hours. Mm-hmm. 
We're not going to, folks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, don't Maybe. log off. <laughs> don't log off. Maybe we will at some point. Yes. But as I was thinking about this and reading your words and just knowing you and thinking about you worshiping, you singing, you leading other people in worship, I, I started to think about, you know, how does how does grief bring us closer to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And do you think that there are similarities between grief and worship Mm -hmm. yeah i think on a personal level um grief can definitely bring us closer to god and there's there are moments of lament all throughout the bible in psalms especially which i have it i I, I did my homework in advance. Oh my goodness! Look at her. See, <laughs> look come what I on. did. Um, but specifically in Psalm six, where it says, "Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long?" And there's this cry mm. to God, but knowing that He doesn't leave us there, because because even yeah. as as um, the psalmist is professing grief, you know, throughout the psalms, um, there's still that that hope and knowing that God is still with us. And so I know that I'm able to draw closer to God in grief through worship. And and sometimes that's just listening to music and sometimes that's singing out, which also goes into like crying sometimes, which yes. is always hard to yes. sing, <laughs> you yes. know, if you're crying. Yeah. Especially like, when snot is rolling yes, into your, so into your mouth. I know mm, you, you really awkward. want it. You really yeah. want your voice to work. <laughs> yeah. But it yes. is well. And so I am, I am, I'm thankful for moments of worship for all moments of life, mm. but especially in grief too, so that I can draw closer to God, um, and the uh, the song "Defender" just yeah. just came to my mind, especially the bridge. I love every bridge of every song. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I come to a bridge of a song, I and love I'm like, every bridge of every. Let's song. just live there. <laughs> this this whole like I will. We're gonna do this song because of the bridge. And sometimes yeah. I'll just do the bridges of certain. You know songs. what? You know what? It's a bridge. It gets you someplace. <laughs> it will. Like yes. it's, it's important. This bridge, but Come I on. but I love it in the song "Defender." When I thought I lost me, when I thought I lost me, gotta think of it. You know where I left me. Um, you reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces. You put me back together. And so I I, I think of that song often, just in general. But for moments of of grief, it's like okay, I I am broken um, and I'm crying out to you, God, but but you know where I am and you pick me up and you put me back together yeah. um, in moments of complete brokenness. So I, I appreciate knowing, especially in the Bible, that there are those who did lament, yes. that those who yes. did go through grief. And so we know that we're not alone and we know that we can look to the word of God to know even how to deal with 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 grief and I look at the life of Job and how he yeah. lamented the loss of family and possessions and all of that and he grieved and that and 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 it's okay. And yeah. it's okay to grieve. Yeah. It is okay to grieve and it's it's necessary. Yeah, and you it's know, necessary. You shouldn't we can't avoid it, you know. Right. We can't avoid it because it it comes out 
what we're avoiding by not grieving will come out in in other ways. Yeah. You know, there are healthy ways to grieve, and then there are ways yes that are devastating. Yes, that's so that true. We have to be mindful of how to grieve, and that grief is a reality. That if we if we don't engage it, yeah, we we can be harmful to ourselves yes. and and harmful to other people. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, lamenting and grieving and and worshiping and how I love that scripture that you shared because the, it is a reminder that we have a we have a hope. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't grieve forever. Mm-hmm. We won't grieve forever. We don't grieve forever, and God sees our grief. He sees our pain and he sits with us in the midst of that um, becoming our comforter and helping us get get through that. And so for us who profess Jesus, we don't have anything to fear by sitting in our own grief and sitting in the grief of others because Mm -hmm. God's going to do a really awesome work in the midst of that to to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for singing for us. Look at that. That was a treat. <laughs> I could tell she she did not plan on doing that, but I that did not was plan on doing that. That was a treat. Like, I just let it happen. I was like, I uh-oh, I'm singing. Come uh-oh. Across on this podcast, uh-oh. Mike. Uh-oh. Fix it, Jesus. The, the people were probably like, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, they gosh. were singing. I'm not going to sing for y'all because <laughs> I cannot sing. I used to think I was Whitney Houston. Oh. But that was, was when I was little. Yes. You know, it's when I was little. Yes. You can tell me I wasn't. Yes. But when you get older, yes, you realize some things about yourself. Yes. And your true gifts and talents. And singing <laughs> is not one of mine. Oh no. It's not. I've come to terms with it. Come to terms with it. But the Lord loves it. He does. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, he does. <laughs> He loves to hear me sing. Yes. You are Whitney to him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. See, everybody needs a friend that gets you amped up like that. You're the reason why people end up on American Idol thinking that they they can sing really well. Yeah, you can. I'm I'm Mm going to go try out. And I'm like, my friend Joy told me that the Lord thinks that I'm Whitney Houston. Oh, gosh. It's going to be your fault. I'm going to bring embarrassment on my church and my friends because you said yes, what you said. But the ratings would go would go up, 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 because <laughs> that's why I watch. Yeah, that's oh, that's why I watch. At the end of your at the end of your blog, you mm-hmm. talk about Psalm twenty seven thirteen, mm-hmm. and it says, "I remain confident of this." I will mm-hmm. see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask, like, what about that scripture has given you confidence mm. in the midst of the grieving and the waiting? Oh. I think it's the waiting gives me confidence and I don't wait well. (laughs) Well, I definitely don't. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, which is ironic that I would find comfort and confidence in the waiting on Mm. the Lord yet 
I'm just terrible at waiting because I'm such a doer and I Mm. want things to be fixed right away. And I don't like the plane hovering, whether I'm in physically in the plane or whether it's metaphorically, you know, we don't want to hover. We don't want to circle around the city. I definitely don't. We want to land that plane. We want to be on the ground. Done. At the destination. At the destination. Yes. Not far out from it. Nope. But where it's supposed to be. Yes. At the gate, at the right gate. Right. Right there. And so, so I'm not a good waiter, but that that sounded weird. I'm not good at waiting. I liked it. (laughs) I'm not good at waiting, but I know that if I'm waiting on the Lord, then only good can come from that. So, so yeah, that's where I would say that's where my confidence lies just in the waiting. Yeah. I think that's that's so that's so good. That's so good, Joy. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that that with us and and just that reminder of like waiting for the Lord is an important act. Mm-hmm. And as we wait, I think you know when you were saying like it's funny that I would be confident in waiting because I'm I'm not a person who's good at waiting, mm-hmm. but but as we wait and we see God showing up, and you've done that, right? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. as we wait and we see God showing up, it does in some situations build your your confidence. Yes, it does because you're like God. I know you're going to show up. Yes, and you do it before. Yes, I've waited before. I don't like it. I don't like to wait. Right, right. I don't like to wait. I get impatient. Yes. But I do know mm-hmm. that you show up, mm-hmm. that you show up. And and that is a reminder for us, particularly in this season where I just feel like so many of us are waiting for a lot. Yes, I know. <laughs> we're waiting for people to stop getting coronavirus. We're, yeah. we're waiting yes. for uh, inflation to go down. We're, we're mm-hmm. waiting for homelessness mm-hmm. to end as mm-hmm. Christians. We're waiting for Jesus to come back. Right. I mean, you know, we're, yeah. we're waiting. Yeah. So much of our, our life is waiting. And even there's more personal things that we're waiting for in our, our family. Some of us are waiting for our children, our spouse to be healed. We're waiting mm-hmm. for, um, our children to come to the Lord. We're, you know, we're just, we're waiting, yeah. waiting, yeah. And it gets hard to wait. And even in the wait, there's some grief. And and so this just reminder that God is moving. He will show up. Yes. He's shown up before. Yeah. He will show up. It might not be in the way that you think, but he will show up. Right. And he's there. So I'm grateful for, for that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So grateful for that. And grateful for our time. I'm grateful for this time. It's always a good time. It's, it's always a good time. And I'm excited for part two of this. Uh, yes. And yeah, you see, she forgot, but I, I remember the part two in Disneyland. Yeah. Yes. So that's what it is. I was like, so, so she, two. she was scared. She was like, I didn't sign up for a part two. And she didn't. She's right. She didn't. We're totally doing a part yeah, two. We're doing a part two yes. in. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So everyone stay tuned for that. Um, we are unfortunately like out of time. I could talk to Joy forever, but for the sake of 
of her time and your ears, we're going to close this episode. But before I do, I do want to challenge you. Like we like to end every episode kind of with an application point or Mm -hmm. a learning point. Mm -hmm. And in Joy's blog, first of all, read her blog. It's wonderful. Grieving and waiting can be found on joyofit.org org under um, blogs. Read that. Engage in conversations around grief um, and waiting. And if you are someone who is grieving, find a a person, a safe person, pastor, a friend, someone whom you love and trust to kind of help you walk through some of that, that grief to start walking through some of that grief in a healthy way and reflect on Psalm 27, 13, as we talked about. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And then, you know, as again, as we close, like, uh, thank you, Joy. um, Thank you. For being with me today. Always a pleasure. Thank you all for listening you can find other podcasts on anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Please share and listen to those podcasts before this one and check out our website. And we will see you next time. It's always a pleasure. Remember to have real, relatable and relevant conversations and stay engaged. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much, Connie, for joining us for our podcast. Thank you all for listening. Remember, you can find the Talk Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, we'll be there. And check out our websites, www.joyofit.org and www.frenzy.co if you want more information on what we are doing. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us for another episode of The Talk.